once again to the Brinkity Podcast. It's the best kind of podcast, because it's my kind of podcast, and it's your kind of podcast, and it's our kind of podcast, so it's time for the podcast, so let's start the podcast right now. <laughs> That's how I'm going to do it. There's the ending. We got the ending worked out. What do you out. think? It only took us two years. Two years and a hundred. <laughs> oh my God. We're on, I know what show this is, because I said this was the lucky show that I felt like it was, it was the number I was waiting for. Right. And turns out it is the number where I nailed <clears throat> oh, yeah. the intro. You were 147. right. 147. Am I right? You are right. I didn't know that's what would come of today, but I knew it would be something wonderful and magical. It's a great day, everybody. 147, episode from heaven. <laughs> I really loved that video that a Brainiac posted of her child singing O-M-G. it. It made my year. I mean, that is beautiful. He was like, have a friend and everybody, everybody. (laughs) So cute. It made me think, you know what, Suze? You're swearing a little too much on the (gasps) show. I am. I need to stop. Uh, 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 (laughs) That really makes me feel terrible about one of the topics that I have to bring up. About what would your poor name be? (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, that's okay. I just feel like I've been swearing a lot lately. A lot of things got me real worked up. What has you all worked up? What has you in a tizzy? Well, anyone that follows me on Twitter, which you should, at Susie underscore Meister, and you should not follow me if you're a fan of Trump because you Mm -hmm. will not enjoy my feed because that's all I think about is how sad I am. And so that's why this show is just going to be positive, like light, fun. Yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah. I just did like a- poison candy. No, but it's funny you say that because one of my stories today is about strawberries. <laughs> oh. I actually like, oh, have great, a lot Suze. to say on the subject. So oh that's God. really interesting that you bring that up. I mean, there's pretty much not a subject you could bring up that I wouldn't have a lot to say about. Adam was talking about when we were posting episode whatever just came out, and he was like, wow, that is a lot of talking. <laughs> like, I listened to that episode, and it. I noticed that I was particularly wordy that day. Well, no, he just meant like all these episodes. Oh. All the talking all the we've talk. done. <gasps> you are right. I mean, think about how many hours of talking that is. It's a lot. And we still have things to I'm say just to getting each other. Started. And the funny thing is, is when we when we only see each other to do the episode, yeah. we're like, oh my god, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I mean, there's so much I have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> because we need to have another day of the week to just hang out and just Ah. Well, that reminds me. Thank you so much for my birthday extravaganza. Oh, thanks. Which, thank you for being born. Like <laughs> your mother and dad. It was one of those days where it, there was no brain candy talk. It was Nothing. just friendship, and we had a really nice day. It was so fun. The Scrabble was amazing. Oh, my God. I loved it. I did, too. I, I think haven't I played, played in better. Ages. I well, think I was, sure we you know, both play, could have both played better. Thank God I didn't down that the, the $2.50 wine too fast. It's funny because when we went to the dive bar, we ordered the wine. Because you, you were like, what do you have in the way of wine? He's like, red or white? And then, uh, then that was it. That was it. It wasn't like, oh, we'll have white. We'll like, would you like a this? Or, no, it was just red. We're so snooty. That's how most bars are. Yeah. Red or white. Right. So we got the white. And I got the white because of what you taught me, which is that white wine can mask the crappiness better. I, I, it's the other way around. No, you told me Lynn gets white wine on planes because... Oh, that's true. Yes. Yes, I, that is right. Thank I, you. I, I, I have it backwards. <laughs> You're right. Everything you say is right. No, no. So that's why we got it. And um, 
I could barely get that first sip down. But then yeah. from that moment on, I was like, it's weird how it grows on you. <laughs> yeah. It started to taste great. Oh, that's real it funny. It was really fun, though. So, so I was thinking back that. to our, uh, on the subject of booze, I was thinking back to when we talked about in uh, a previous episode about the different kinds of drunk that you can get yeah. and why. And I was thinking about it more, and I recently learned about all of the bullshit preservatives and flavor additives that they put in wine so wine if you get a headache from that there's a huge difference yeah and if you don't want to get a headache the only thing you have to do is jump from the six dollar bottle to like the eight or ten dollar bottle remember when we were saying the difference in Mm -hmm. like between what goes into each yeah it's like a 50 percent like you know, a hundred percent better or two hundred percent better. Yeah. The jump from, but it's you know, not that much more money. Yeah, but yeah, for not that much more. So there you go. That's my all. That's it. Okay. So do you want to do a shout out or two? Oh my gosh! Yes, always. You know, I rubber would, baby bump, buggy bumper. Oh god, I can't even get that out. I better start good. practicing. Ugh. When I listen to our show, those are some of my favorite. Oh my moments. god, there are some of the moments that I have to <laughs> try to pretend like didn't happen. <laughs> It makes me laugh. Oh, good. I'm glad I could bring some cheer and joy to somebody's day. And also the person who I do it for. Okay, first one. Yeah. A little fella named Robert. Oh. Robert, you may be a tiny fella, but you're really big in my heart. Oh, that's nice. Hope we never part. (laughs) But maybe you smell like farts. No. I bet you don't. I bet you don't. That took a dark turn. As some good comedy does. I like seeing men on here. It's I rare. Too. It's Thanks, rare. Robert. Thanks, Bobby. Uh, Jennifer. Oh. Um, let me see. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a toughie. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Jennifer, you're really the best. You are so much better than the rest. You're the coolest girl mm. I ever knew. Uh-huh. I want to share all my time with you. Her <laughs> name is Jennifer. <laughs> it took you there a you minute go. to come up with that. I, it, I, and but, boy, oh boy, it was like being lost in the dark and just looking for a, a path to go down. the payoff. Ooh. That I, was I tremendous. I have to readjust my, my headphones because they, they started my, falling I'm, off. In my in my big finale there, and I like you know because I can't like sing high into the mic. Like when that. you were in school, what was sort of the name of the girl where there was always like three in your class? Sarah. Oh, there were six in my fifth grade class. Six out of twenty four of us were named Sarah. Really? Yeah. Oh, or maybe it was so five, that's why but you still became, a large. What they call you, Sarah Rice or Rice, just Rice. Yeah. Everybody who I went to junior high with, always all er, and my first high school, all call me Rice. Did Still you to like this that? Day, I loved it. Oh, okay. And when I came on the real world, mm-hmm. there the season before me was Hollywood, mm-hmm. and there was a girl named Sarah on it. Mm-hmm. And the very last interview I did with Jim Johnson, the guy who's the executive producer for the show, he. Uh, says, you know, is there anything else you're worried about? Do you have any other questions for me? And I was like, um, I'm really worried because the last time on the last season there was a girl named Sarah, and if that's one of the deciding factors in, like, you picking me, like, I can totally go by Rice. I don't even care. You can call me whatever you want. I mean, people have called me Rice for whatever. I totally would answer to that, blah, 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 because I really thought that my name would be... That was going to be a deal breaker. A deal breaker. 
Because they were like, oh, we can't have two Sarahs in back-to-back seasons, which, you know, they've done odder things. Sure. And that reminds me, recently Sarah and I went to Bina Murray because we're not blacklisted. <laughs> we were invited and participated in the filming of something that's super secret. Yeah. But... And super fun. Oh, my God. Super fun. But we were talking to some of our uh, favorite people that work there because there are some really lovely people that we've met over the years. And... It was, I really loved hearing about the process of casting. I've talked to a lot of them about it over the years, but it's always so interesting. Like when they say how basically when it gets down to like, say the final 30 people, they create the, have you seen the board? No. And everybody talks about it. It's the one behind the scenes thing that I'd never got to see. And I'm dying to know what that looks like or the book. Yeah, the casting Bible. But the board has, it used to be Polaroids. I don't know what they do now, but it used to be Polaroids of each person they were considering. And they would kind of like move people down. Like, I want this person, but if you have this person, then that eliminates these three similar Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. because we want to match it with this person. It's like almost like chess. And they were saying when we were visiting how you lose a lot of really cool people just because they would be a duplicate of somebody else that was a better fit. Yeah. And that's so interesting. Or that they didn't mesh well with the other people or almost would get along too well. Too or similar. Would be, you know, yeah. Yeah. Or came from the similar place. Right. You know, I was shocked on my season. They put two people who went to the same high school. But it, years apart, Chet and Bea knew each other. Oh, they did? Yeah. But they were about as different. They were like apples and oranges. I mean, no, probably like, I don't know, apples and like bricks. And white supremacists. And, and, oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, just kidding. Ha, oh, ha, my ha. gosh. I mean. Just joking. White nationalists. That's right. Not Nazis. Call them what they want to be called. <laughs> just kidding. LOL. LOL. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing, but I asked you that original question because I thought Jennifer was a pretty popular name when I was growing up. Jessica. Jennifer, Jennifer. Jessica, Kristen, Sarah. Ashley. Ashley. Oh my God. Ashley. Everywhere. Susie was not. Not. Uh-uh. What do you want to, do you have a little girl name? Don't tell anybody. Actually, don't say it. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if I'll have one. We'll see. Okay. Your next shout out because oh I'm not done yet. Okay. Katrina. Oh. Katrina, Katrina, I really want to see ya. She's my favorite Katrina, and maybe one day we'll meet ya. She's Katrina, Katrina. Was that inspired by something? No. Oh, it felt... Um, maybe like that, that song. Corina, Corina, <laughs> where you been so long? Maybe. I could have Katrina, Katrina. <clears throat> Maybe that was it. Where you been so long? All right, that's enough of that. Okay. Um, it's kind of like Katrina got two now. Real good job. Would you ever okay. say I did a bad job? I would. I would. And you know what? You would because one day, my one time, I did do. Uh, it wasn't your best. Yeah, and that's you told right. me that. You're like, it's not your best. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. Um, 
Okay. I want to talk about this interesting article I read yeah. in the New York Times about, um, essentially it was about trends in toys. Oh, this, yes, yes, go. Okay. I'm so excited already. I think the title, I'll put it in the newsletter, of course, but the title was something to the effect of from beanie babies to fidget spinners and like oh, what? Those fucking stupid, sorry, we said we weren't going to curse. No, I said I wasn't. Well, I, okay, then those fucking stupid spinners. What's okay. the deal? Okay, well, it, it was a really great article. I think you should all read it because I'm going to give you the, the general gist, but there was a lot of information that I found compelling. So you probably were too young to really remember the Beanie Baby. Oh, no, I no. was not. Were you a collector? Yeah, because I had a grandmother who w- was convinced that I should be a co- Like, she got me the Princess Diana one. Do you still have it? No. Where is it? I in the same bag with all of the other fifty beanie babies that I gave to the Goodwill when I realized that they were worth zero. Guess how much that's worth? Five dollars. <laughs> I watched I just watched an episode of Pawn Stars where somebody brought in like one of the rarest. <laughs> was it the peanut the elephant? No, no, it was the Princess Diana Rose one. One of the rose it ones. It really was. Yeah. And they were like five dollars. Well, so here's what's interesting. So the Beanie Baby craze was a situation where the company Thai manufactured in China these Yes, oh my stuffed, God, you're bringing back <laughs> Stuffed feelings. animals that were very similar to pretty much every stuffed animal you've ever seen. But what they did was excellent marketing uh, control of the stock and in the inventory, the distribution. Yes. So what they did was instead of sending them to Toys R Us, they gave them in certain quantities to like a boutique operations and small stores and then made that store sign saying they wouldn't let people buy more than a certain number. Like an individual couldn't buy 10 of them, for example. Uh-huh. And like they were very, they were micromanaging mm-hmm. the way that these things went out to the public. And then in addition to that, they were very they would make slight changes all the time to their products. So they would ask the store owner, do people like primary colors or metallics? And they would like constantly get data on what does the consumer want, what do they go mm-hmm. for. But then as soon as someone got one of them got really popular, they'd stop creating it. Yeah. Right. So then it became even more desirable. But then, oh my gosh, genius! It's genius, and they did a hell but of a job. Everybody did Pokemon did this too, right? Didn't a lot of copy this. I don't know if Pokemon did it, but I'm sure there's yeah. been yeah. these things over the years where it's not about the production of a certain product; it's right. the way that it's marketed and controlled and, and distributed mm-hmm. that that determines whether it can be. Because it lasted years and years and years, and oh, even boy. today, there's these um, derivatives of them. I think they're called. I don't know, like beanie pods mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. weird. And they're just like the little baby versions of the same thing. Mm. Okay. Now, fast forward, the store owner that they're featuring that described how she got the beanie baby company to let her sell them and that she made all this money every month on beanie babies. But then now she hears someone comes in and says fidget spinners and like, oh shit, what is, oh, I swore. <laughs> oh no. He, what is this? This sounds like trouble because... The way things work now, fidget spinners have been around for a long time uh, as this unscientific uh, idea that they're good for kids with attention problems. Mm -hmm. But 
YouTubers started using them to do tricks. Mm -hmm. And these Chinese manufacturers saw the videos and were like, okay, this is a trend. We're going to make Uh a million of these Uh and then sell them. And so she she bought some for her store. And then you'd see them like, you know, those people that sell under tents Mm -hmm. outside and stuff like that. And what she realized was they've eliminated the middlemen of the salesperson who says, hey, what color did they buy? What the person that sort of determines inventory and like what's popular and what you should get rid of and the Mm -hmm. genius of it has been removed. Now we can go to China and order them direct. So we removed the middleman and now it's like fads end after six months because nobody's controlling the way that they're... Yeah. And I found that to be so interesting. So really the trick to having anything last a little longer is to control all that stuff. Yeah, but that's never going to happen again because things have just changed. Well, you think about... You know where I do see it? Pandora fucking bracelets. (laughs) Tell me about it. (laughs) I don't understand... I don't under... I mean, I get the collector thing and how you'd like it, but can't you just say the exact same thing about Beanie Babies as you would about... Like, pretend like I'm talking about Beanie Babies. Okay, it's something that you can get when, you, and they have different ones for different places, different themed ones. Maybe you're somebody who likes different colors, then you get the one that is the color that you like. Maybe you get a commemorative one sure. to a, celebrate, celebrate an event. Mm-hmm. And then some of them are going to be more expensive and more rare than others. And, but really, they, I mean, they don't hold any more value past what, but people are obsessed with collecting them. Yeah, I'm very excited to get them. But they don't put any sort of limit on like how many. I th- do they? I don't think. For, I'm pretty are there, like, sure special you can... ones that you can like are more rare. I don't think. Okay, maybe not that I know of. Yeah, but I you wonder. might be right. But th- it is a collector's thing. But I'm not, I don't get the impression that they're limiting. Maybe uh, my my stuff. how I'm uh, uh, seeing the connection is a people uh, just a desire of a certain individual to collect things. Mm, yeah, and how. But here's what's weird is, you know, that it's like, like my family, like the white trashers, Mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, you know, yeah, (laughs) they were collecting Beanie Babies Mm -hmm. as like their retirement. Right. And that even like the ones that came in Happy Meals, they would like keep them in the packaging like, yeah, oh my God. I know. Okay. Wait. So that is what happens with the toy. I just think it's really interesting because even a lot of, you know, the people that we partner with. They've removed the middleman, and in many ways, that 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 is so helpful to the yes, consumer. Absolutely, because in certain ways, the sort of middleman was just taking money that they really didn't deserve. Like, mm-hmm. why can't we just order our sunglasses or whatever from the the distributor? Yes. So that's been helpful, but in other ways, like in toy fads, it's changed the whole game because there's not that micromanagement going on. Do you? Re- and it's absolutely impossible to predict. What do you remember? The ru- weird rubber, yeah, rubber bands. Yeah, what are they called? I don't know. Silly bands. Silly bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about a and people go bananas, bananas and then it's and over. Worth zero. Oh, for sure. Worth the, the, zero. The, the, how much they cost to produce? They go bananas. They went nuts for them. You know what isn't worth zero though? What? Good sheets. Oh my god, that's worth. It's priceless. <laughs> it's priceless. A good night's Speak sleep. Opposite. Yeah. 
It's the opposite. We and that's here a fad that's here to stay. We got new sheets. We got big girl sheets. So nice. And we are. I don't know why I'm out of bed. Frankly, I wouldn't get out. Well, I mean, only just come over here. <laughs> they are so luxurious and soft and wonderful made by these people that were like, Hey, could we get high quality sheets without paying a million dollars? And then they just did it. And I just think it's such a great idea and a great way for you to upgrade your life a bit. You spend a third of your life in bed, get some decent sheets, please. It's a luxury bedding that's underpriced. You have to try them. I love my Brooklyn and sheets. Try them and you will love them too. Brooklyn has an exclusive offer just for our listeners, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use promo code BRAINCANDY at brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklyn is so confident you'll love the new sheets. They offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. That's fun. Okay, well, I have something to admit. There, wait, oh, okay, there's no ahead. reason not to give these sheets a try. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code BRAINCANDY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code BRAINCANDY Brooklyn. And these are the best sheets ever. What, Sarah? What? Well, I'm just saying that um, I first ordered the incorrect size. Oh, you did? And how fast it was and easy it was. And they were like, sure, no problem. Here you go. boop a You're kidding. So there you go. No what problem. What size did you get? Well, just California King versus regular King difference. Oh, yeah. You know? I still don't know which one I have. Don't ask me. <laughs> I have to get out the tape measure, and then I still. I, you think I'd remember in my head? You have a this. I'm gonna. I don't have that one. That's real. Whatever it is, is the wrong one. Oh, uh, okay. So that story is totally interesting. Uh, also, oh, okay. Yes, there absolutely is a Pandora Collectors Edition, and they discontinue. They have a charm club that you can join, okay. and they discontinue each item when it went like so the charm club from 2015 was a sterling silver heart pandora crown an o logo and a diamond and a 2015 engraving and then it's discontinued all right so you know just saying it's kind of like a grown-up beanie baby thing Mm -hmm. you know i just don't think people think of them as investments which is what the i think they do get the hell out i think they do who thinks a pandora charm is like a retirement investment Say it. I bet. You know someone. I do. Who? My mom? No. <laughs> but I happen to know somebody who got, who who per, who was very excited to purchase their significant other that, and their significant other really loved it. And it's like, yeah, I'll tell you, it doesn't matter. I just don't want to call that person out because it's a great gift. And if you love of Pandora, it's a great gift. then freaking love it. What if? I support that. I just don't think... I think you should also save for retirement. Well, yeah, no, I know Crazy that. Me. They're not doing that. They're not like, oh, instead I got you this Pandora bracelet, so <laughs> now we don't have to put money in the bank. You look like you're about to tell me something. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm not. I was just going to, you know, I don't know, looking at more evidence to okay. argue about Okay, there was a, another thread on Twitter. Oh, I love threads on I Twitter. think you read it. <gasps> Which one was it? The clown. Oh, my God. I think every single... Man needs to read that. Every single person. Mm-hmm. It's really important to talk about it. Ready, um, go. Well, I genuinely, generally do not like threads. I think they're sort of cumbersome and like defeat the point of Twitter. Right. But occasionally right, yeah. you find one that's really valuable. And I read this uh, thread on Twitter from a woman who is a professional clown, you know, kind of goes to kids' parties and things like that. And she had... A kid in her seat who wanted a... She does, yeah, she's face painting. Yeah. yeah like. She wanted to do... Uh, the kid wanted a butterfly face paint, and the mom 
vetoed that and said, give him a skull and crossbones. And so her thread was about how, like, when when you look in the broader context of masculinity and the way that men now especially are fighting against a lot of things and are rageful and angry and how we can look back at the way we raise our boys mm-hmm. in particular and the way that we tell them don't cry and we, we tell them that think certain things are for girls. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with what this kid. What are you, kid. some sort of pussy? What are you, some sort of B-I-T-C-H? What are you? I noticed s- our friend um, that you watched The Bachelor with, Frank? Yes. Sorry. He has a butterfly tattoo on his yeah. pec. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. Beautiful. Not feminine. No. Looks really sexy. Because and guess I thought, what? A butterfly tattoo does not make him gay. The fact that he has a boyfriend makes him gay. <laughs> yeah. He likes the deep digging. That is a separate <laughs> That's issue. separate. And we loved him for that. For his <laughs> very masculine butterfly. <laughs> but when I looked at I saw it on Instagram yesterday. And I'm like, see, that is beautiful. And symbolic in the yes. same way that many girls have butterfly tattoos. Yes. And it, I can't emphasize this enough, ladies, especially because mm. as you're raising your boys <clears throat> or men, when you're raising your sons, let them do what they want. Yeah. It's self-expression. Yeah. It's an, it's an insect. Yes. It's, for goodness sakes. There's an, and also that may be a boy butterfly. Like nobody lifted up the butterfly's skirt and said, it, "Is it a girl butterfly's boy butterfly?" So I, that's effed up. That you're saying an entire species of animal is considered too feminine. What? And furthermore, is a moth okay? If if you're afraid about feminizing your son, mm-hmm. then you really need to take a good hard look at why you think that's so bad. Right? Why you think? taking on a feminine quality, whatever you think mm-hmm. of that it being, would be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But when a girl is a tomboy, that's celebrated and or, oh, she's, she's so tough or she loves to get dirty and play. And bu- There is not the same language no. that goes on about females that take on more masculine traits that, that there is with boys who take on feminine traits and I'm over it and I'm sick of it and you people need to get it together not you people and it it hurts you know it hurts well it hurts everybody it hurts women as well because it then paints it definitely says this is the weaker sex and this is the better sex and it prohibits the full range of human experience you know what I mean when you're like oh you can't behave in these ways because you're dad and his weird beer belly won't let right. you whatever and no not being able to cry oh my god yeah please cry oh geez not right i mean i'm not going to right now <laughs> i'm fine this is, everything's fine everything's fine <laughs> ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Um, okay. I watched this video... I'm not sure if it was the wine I was drinking or what. 
Yeah. But I was deeply moved. And when I tell you what it was about, you're going to be like, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. I cannot wait. (laughs) Let me guess. Uh, Animals getting reunited with their owners. No. Okay. That would make sense. This is this is like why was I moved by this? Oh God, let's hear it. It was on Vox, Uh and I believe somebody in the Brain Candy Crush posted it. Mm -hmm. I think, but I kind of got get them mixed up. If you posted it, thank you. I loved it. It was about how we got the names for colors. (laughs) Looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, no, because. Usually, I get looked at like I'm nuts when I'm crying about this stuff. I wasn't crying at all, but I was was moved by what they found and the way that science is so grand. Oh my God, tell me everything. How do we get the names for freaking colors? I guess I shouldn't say the names, but just sort of the spectrum of colors for English speakers is, I think, 12 there's like 12 basic colors, you know, red or whatever. Are okay? you about to tell me that it's different for other countries? I am about to tell you that, Sarah. It's crazy. Are you kidding me? Now I'm pissed because oh. I've been limited by my <laughs> vocabulary to this whole spec. Tell me. Well, the truth is mo- there is a, a group that has 13, but some of them only have three. <gasps> okay. Well, now I'm, I feel lucky. It is. Yeah. Wait. wait. Okay. <laughs> Who only oh. has three? Is it a place that suffers for... Is it like a a place that it would not be fun to live? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, is it a place in Russia? Uh, no. I believe the place they mentioned was in Africa. Okay. I was going to guess one of the other. It's like... But it's the... Serbia. Or- they mention a lot of different places, but they were describing <sighs> this sort of like... this These scientists that went out and were like, hey, how come... When I look at this mouse pad, it's black to me, and this is this mouse is white, and your shirt is red. Mm-hmm. But I also see that that's yellow mm-hmm. and green. And some people, in mm-hmm. some cultures, there's black and white and red, and that's it. What? They call it, like, light, dark, and oh my God, I whatever. Are, are right? we sure that's not... Okay, right? So they... <laughs> for like a long you know time, exactly where my mind okay. is going with this. For a long time, scientists thought, well, back in the day when this was like more prevalent in different cultures, it must have been the case that people were colorblind, right? And then yeah. we evolved to get uh, more yes. uh, visibility. No. What happened was that the way that humans sort of discover shades of color is like it starts with black and white Uh then it goes to red and then it goes to green or yellow and then it goes to blue and it's because of like evolution and the way that what's important to us and so like blood is red my god and it well and also anything in nature that's dangerous is also red you can like certain berries are red certain uh no. black widows you think about the color on that even like an, an animals like i would say if you were just able to see black and white you'd see like a mouth as being dangerous and well and they they ultimately said that red is very different from the other colors whereas blue and green oh yeah yeah but okay. if you think about what they by the way i'm not doing this justice and i'm going to put this, this in the fascinating, newsletter though. because you have to watch this video when you when we identify color, 
And this, by the way, goes for race too, dumbass. Oh. <laughs> See, I need to watch. It goes for race too. We think of it as clear lines. That shirt is red. This is blue. Mm-hmm. But color is a spectrum. Yes. And so there's no reason why this over here is different from this. It's only slightly yeah. darker, lighter. Right. So it's a construct that we've created to help us like call um, things. What are then we not it, seeing? Then it talks about how some cultures, they might not have a word for blue, but they have a word for sky. And so they might use that word. Oh, like this is a sky couch. Or like, like. if something has a texture, they, they relate color to texture and have a richer understanding of color in that way that we do not have. Because we don't really think of color as having texture. Right. I mean, actually, Sarah. I kind of do. Oh, yeah. Some people like do. Green but is in fuzzy. general, most people. Green is kind of like, oh, and yeah. And yeah. It was like, well, it's all things that it's like, though. I was just struck by not just the information, because it's totally fascinating. And, and it's not sharp. a long video. You will love it. But also that there are people, and I freaking love academics, that think to themselves, I have a question about the way we see the world Mm -hmm. that we take for granted. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to figure out how it happened that we have 12, they have 13 and they have three and, and what it is about these cultures that make that happen and why it all makes sense. It is brilliant. That is so cool. It was the best thing I've seen in months. I mean, there's even a, a big difference between how men and women see color. Right. And how women can see more shades of red and men can see more shades of blue. So if you pointed to this mouse pad and it really was dark, dark, dark navy, Adam would be able to say, this is dark navy. But you and I would be like, nope, it's black. Yeah. Because men were the ones who needed to be able to navigate using the ocean and the sky. Mm -hmm. So they needed to be able to see slight differences and variations and shades of blue to say oh that's this much further away it's this time of night blah 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 blah. whereas women needed to be able to see shades of red because those are the berries that will kill you or will not kill Mm -hmm. you and what you eat and being able to like recognize a rash on a child who you know blah 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 i am actually going to stop recording right now and make you watch this video oh my god i'm so excited and then you'll and then we can come back and you can hear my reaction oh this is gonna be so fun okay okay i'm stopping we'll come back oh my gosh (laughs) it's the best video that lived because now right i it would be well i apologize to everybody out there when they watch this video because now you're gonna like not be able to do anything else for the next four hours but research this color (laughs) Color stuff i mean if you're anything like us me yeah. But it's just fascinating. You know, the one thing that stood out for me watching that is freaking blue. Yeah, that was a sticking point for me, too. But I, whenever they have to compose, compile so much information into a video like that, yeah. nuance is not right, right, often right. afforded. So I think there's probably more to that story. Totally. Yeah, but it was great video. I'm so glad you watched it, and I definitely want you guys to watch it, too. It just shows you you really can't take what you see as... You you can't be so You're, tied to... There's not to, a definitive reality. Right. There we go. That's it. Is that 
if you argue this table is blue and somebody else argues no, it's brown, according to the people in, where did they say? I can't Papua remember. Papua New Guinea? Papua New Guinea. You're right. It's both the same blue and brown because it's one word for both right. and for purple. Yeah. So good. Wow. That's really cool. <clears throat> We're all, you know, that's that. Wow. You can really relate that to a lot of things. It could be like a metaphor for a lot too. Um, tell me how Siggy's doing. If I can keep him in the yard, he's doing pretty good. <laughs> what I was, I mean, he's naughty, that guy. I know, he's super naughty. I kind of like it, though. Like, I act like everybody I don't, else does. Sort of. Everybody else Everybody else likes it except me. But thank <laughs> God there are clever little tricks and new things like apps and tools that are able to right. help me. Okay, Sarah has this new device that she uses called Whistle. Tell them about it. I well, love this. So Whistle is a GPS and an activity tracker for your dog. Right. And if you're someone like me who has a dog who's maybe a little bit naughty or also (laughs) maybe a little bit lazy. Yeah. Or maybe, I hate to admit this, but the people in your house are a little bit lazy. (laughs) And you're like, I wonder where my dog is and what the heck is my my dog doing. Uh Uh-huh. This is the answer. Well, so basically... The device pings you on your phone when the dog leaves, you know, the home mm-hmm. or comes back. So Sarah uses dog walkers. If they take the dog out, it'll ping her and say, hey, the dog's going on a walk. And, like, at the end of the day, she can take a look and see how much more activity Siggy needs to stay healthy and not become obese. Yeah, or, like, <laughs> not get – well, this is the biggest thing because yeah. – how about like work all of his energy out yeah. so that I know I can feel comfortable like that he's not going to go nuts at 11.30 at night. And, you know, people who are dog owners, you know when your dog does this, when they haven't had enough oh activity God. during the day. And then they do that thing where they like go, and they like not with their voice. They, I'm doing like a run around the house move with my finger, but you can't see that. But they like tear around the house like crazy people and they like run around the table in a circle that means you maybe needed to go for yeah. another walk. Right. And this device lets you know that instead of having to find out the hard way. <laughs> yeah, by my dog chewing up the couch or something. And Whistle brings peace of mind to pet owners across the nation. For a limited time, all our listeners get $25 off a Whistle device when you use our code BRAINCANDY. Go to Whistle.com right now and use code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Visit Whistle.com today. Whistle is the smarter way to care for your best friend. Mm. That's sweet. Yeah, I mean, if you use smart technology in every other way, why wouldn't you do it to yeah. keep track of that crazy, crazy, <laughs> you la- crazy lazy dog? Crazy lazy, that's what I'm going to call him. That's uh, cute. <clears throat> okay, now, moving on. Mm-hmm. Shall I move on to my next topic? Oh, yeah, what do you got? I mean, I read this article about strawberries, and I know that... <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's Taking sounds- a hard left. <laughs> I know that it sounds stupid, but it's actually not far off from the color discussion we oh, just okay. had. Yeah. So when I say, you might not know this, but when I say strawberries, mm-hmm. what brand do you think of? Oh, uh, well, I think of like the only brand that I can think of of berries that I know is Driscoll's. Correct. Yeah. That's the correct answer. That is. So Driscoll's is this juggernaut berry of the berry community. <laughs> Big berry. Big berry. strawberry blueberry raspberry i actually have all those boxes in my refrigerator and they are all that brand yes and that's because they're not a monopoly but they they own a big portion of the berry business and you might think Susie's just run out of ideas she's just not 
has or nothing else to talk about. Or sponsored by the berry business? <laughs> the truth is that this article in the New Yorker was so interesting because it sort of used the berry example to talk about a lot of different things. For example, the way that, of course, people buy fruit. We've been trained to look for certain characteristics, beauty, um, freshness, mm-hmm. whatever. And aesthetic is very important to the American consumer for mm-hmm. better or worse. Mm-hmm. And so all those ugly fruit, you know, get discarded or are sold through another vendor because a lot of consumers won't buy ugly fruit. So Driscoll, even though like a berry in the wild could take on a lot of shapes, when you think of a strawberry, it's because of Driscoll. Because they have designed strawberries and bred them to be Are you red, me? soft, and heart-shaped. I'm not kidding you. Because you know what? When I get the organic ones, they're almost like a fan. Oh, yeah. Like they, the bottom I know what of you them. Mean. Yes. And I yeah. like them better like that. Yeah. they. Well, so they. most consumers, though, think of a berry and they want it yeah. to look a certain way. So Driscoll's was like coming right up oh, my God. and made sure that their product appeared this certain way with with less emphasis on flavor. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, I find them tasty, but I guess compared to like in the wild, right. when you take a, a Or how about go to another country, you can just bring the thing to your face and you can already smell it. Yeah, there's a, a difference there. And you can't smell it until you really start chewing it. You can't really taste it until you start chewing it. The other thing that I thought was interesting is um, there's different breeds of strawberries, just like any other produce, and um, and different families, I guess. And there's white strawberries, oh, which yeah. I've never had. Mm-hmm. And that for years and years and years, consumers weren't buying them because they p- took that to mean they weren't ripe and people don't right. want unripe produce. But the one cool thing about millennials... Everyone's always taking a dump on millennials, but one cool thing about them is that they don't care about appearance in the same way, and they are more inclined to like novelty and to try different things and to be like, oh, that's that's interesting. And so they are eating and more willing to eat the the light berries. Well, and now there are companies that are coming out that are taking those fruits and then reboxing them and selling them and like, you know, at a great price because they're like there's nothing wrong with this that's true there are those yeah and i was just looking this up because in the same vein as all this uh i was watching a documentary on viceland about they did a whole clip about bananas on uh, not even viceland they did it was on vice on hbo everything you do is like about bananas i know so funny <laughs> um but it was saying that the banana we eat is at risk of extinction right now because the banana we eat is not the banana that we were consuming in the 1950s. There was another banana called the King something banana, some name after a king, but it was bred and because it was really large. It was almost twice the size of bananas we have now. It tasted fantastic, and it was that perfect yellow color. Well, then this 
they grew only this type of banana tree mm-hmm. when they started creating, you know, banana farms, banana plantations. Then it was hit by a fungus that pretty much wiped out the entire population. And now they switch it over to this new banana. And they had to rebrand Dole, had to repackage and rebrand people on. And they did this whole campaign in the 1950s about eat bananas, eat bananas, eat bananas. And so they painted that image of bananas in our heads when really there are more than 1,000 types of bananas in the world. And they're subdivided into 50 different groups of bananas. So we're only eating one of one thousand kinds of bananas that are out there and we're not even eating the best tasting one interesting that's the other thing that really you know kind of like makes me like what the hell yeah is that because visually exactly like you said the american consumer even though one there's this banana out there that has a few little spot like brown spots on it, it almost looks like a leopard but it's delicious and it smells like it tastes great the flavor is fantastic but it people won't buy it because it has those few brown spots i my first job when i was 14 was at a produce stand (gasps) or or a store and this was before sort of the movement now of like local and farm whatever and so a lot of the people that shopped there were interesting characters because usually at that time it was like the late mid nineties. People were just going to the grocery store and getting all their produce. Now people do go to specialty shops, but I worked there for four years and it is still to this day my favorite job. I am obsessed with produce. Yeah. If I even smell rotten produce, I love it because it oh. takes me back. Cause I, yeah. you throw away a lot of produce at right. a produce store because yeah. it goes bad and you got to get rid of it. Yeah. But, I loved oh, it. I always wondered what they, they just toss it. Well, have they to. have a reduced, we had a reduced section for like ripe right, stuff and right. people that were um, low income would often mm-hmm. come in and get it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. But one time, uh, by far bananas were the biggest seller at that time. And um, I got bit by a banana spider, which oh. was shipped in from South America. Oh my God. You can kind of still see I had a huge, I'm going to post, I'm going to put it in the newsletter. You, I took a picture of oh it. Oh my God. It was a bubble like this oh my big. God. Oh my God. I'm and, getting freaked out. And my doctor had to put a needle nope, in it. No, 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 Extract nope. all of like the venom and stuff. Oh my God. What, what color was I, it? What I color went was in, it when it so came it, out? Clear? It was like a yellow. Stop. I'm <laughs> Why did I ask? Why do I ask questions I don't want to know the answer to? Oh, my God. So when I first got it, it looked like... There it is. It's over here. I can can see it. It looked like I got it burned, like, from a curling iron. And then then, it grew. And then it grew over, like, 24 hours. And I went to the doctor. I'm like, WTF? And she was like, do you work with produce? (gasps) True story. (laughs) She knew. She was like, we've seen this before. Do you work with produce? I was like, I sure do. that was a risky job? (laughs) Right. They hide. Those spiders hide in the bananas. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, but I just think that it's interesting and it it talks about how um the main competition for the berry industry is out of the UC Irvine. It's again scholars who have been studying berries and are like, "Hey, we're going to give out like you can go there into Irvine Why and we, get plants. They'll give let's you the go. plant." I know. We went we went to that farm. We don't, oh, remember when we pumpkins? went to the car, farm for pumpkins? Yeah. That's UC Irvine's farm. That's like the farm that oh. that I think is linked with UC Irvine campus. Oh, maybe it's that. Because that's the college that backs up that college. They share like Land. a... Land. Yeah. 
Oh, maybe it's them. I bet it is. It's these two guys that started it and we're like, hey, let's grow berries and figure out everything there is to know. And like Driscoll's is all mad. It's so great. I love that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Driscoll's is fine, but I'm just saying I, well, I love a little competition. You know what I mean? I bought strawberries and I don't know. I think they might be that brand, but I bought them on sale because they were at the market for one ninety nine a box, which is like the an amazing strawberry price. Sure is. And... Uh, <laughs> I got one ninety nine worth of strawberries because half of them went bad oh, in like dang. 24 well, hours. That's, that brings up another point when you said but the box. They call those things that the strawberries come in clamshells. Oh, that's cute, but also not even appropriate. Why? <laughs> well, because they kind of look like a clam. Oh, oh I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I'm thinking about the green. Oh, I was thinking about no. the green like ones. A pint that you just or a put the, yeah, that no. you just put the rubber bands around, over. The plastic I'm ones. thinking about the plastic. Now I see what you're talking about, the plastic. Those are called clamshells. That shells. makes sense. That and makes way more sense. Driscoll's also has, like, the monopoly on those guys. Uh-huh. Like, they produce in... They're, yep, they're the sponsors at Aspen Food or, uh, at Aspen Food Wine. Really? They walk around the Driscoll... What? You're what are you not, mad about? I'm mad because they hired Driscoll girls. Come on! Yeah. Driscoll girls. Who hand... They're just like when you're at a, you know, car show and there's a girl who's like... They're walking around handing out little strawberries. I cannot believe that sex even sells strawberries. Yes, yes it does. And and they're in little... They all have matching little outfits, like t- short little skirts on. I'm going to pull up Driscoll girls from Aspen Food Wine and show you what they wear. And another... Because I'm like annoyed every time I see it. I'm like, ugh. Another thing they talk about in the article, which you should read... Is that it? They do studies on like when you name a fruit, like what your emotion is with regards to that fruit or or vegetable. So, out of all of the fruits, strawberries is the one that is the brings forth the most happiness. It sounds like and joy. Whereas like kale, people think of as like just something that is good for their body, but like doesn't bring them joy. What about peach? That, that <laughs> seems like happiness. That'd probably be on the happiness scale. Because, like, you're a peach. Maybe it'd make you sexy because it's like a juicy oh, little peach, like you know what I mean? But, yeah, there's a lot of, like, double entendres with produce. Yeah, look at that eggplant. Or euphemisms or whatever. Look at that eggplant. I know you look at that eggplant. I know. You know what somebody sent me? Speaking of emojis, there's a, an update you can do on your phone where they have, like, a sticker pack. Where you can what? Get cleaning products. <laughs> No, you've been. You asked for it. I asked for it. Yeah, but they that's said so that great. like they sent it to us in our Instagram. Uh, oh my god, that's uh, funny. Uh, we gotta go already. Yeah, uh, we do. But you know, we'll right. be back again next time. All right. I, I didn't even get to my porn name thing, but I'll save it for next. Oh episode. yeah, say that. that. That doesn't fit into our theme. Today. Right, not at all. <laughs> our theme of nothing. Nothing. All right, Thanks, everybody. Friends. See you next week. Bye. Bye.